This is the Beyond the Studio podcast. I'm Amanda Adams. And I'm Nicole Muller, and we're here to help you figure out the business of being an artist. Here we'll have honest conversations with artists, makers, and business experts, and dive deep into the work that happens beyond the studio. If you find value in listening to these conversations, please consider leaving us a rating and a review or sharing some of your favorite episodes with your creative community. It's the easiest way to show us some love and help others find the podcast. Beyond the Studio is a fiscally sponsored project of Independent Arts and Media, I Am, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can now make contributions to the podcast by going over to our website, beyondthe.studio slash about. Just click on the button that says donate here. All donations made through IAM are tax deductible. Your support is greatly appreciated and goes directly towards sustaining the work of the podcast. If you're a fan of the podcast and want to share what you're learning beyond the studio, please consider submitting to our listener spotlight to be featured on our social media channels. It's also the best way to pitch yourself to be a guest on the show. Just follow the link in our show notes or on the contact page of our website, beyondthe.studio. And uh, thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you by AstroPad Studio, the ultimate iPad app for artists. AstroPad Studio turns your iPad into a drawing tablet by mirroring your favorite Mac or PC desktop apps directly onto your iPad. You get the flexibility of your Apple Pencil combined with the power of full desktop apps like Photoshop and Illustrator. The app is packed with features to customize your workflow, such as programmable gestures, custom pressure curves and pressure smoothing, and unlimited shortcuts. AstroPad Studio is trusted by leading design agencies and animation studios around the world. Millions of artists already rely on AstroPad Studio for Mac, and now it's available for PC artists too. If you're ready to take your creative workflow to the next level, you can start your 30-day free trial of AstroPad Studio today. Visit astropad.com via the link in our show notes to get started. Plus, Beyond the Studio listeners, save 10% on your first year when you enter the promo code BEYOND, that's B-E-Y-O-N-D, BEYOND, at checkout. On today's episode of Beyond the Studio, rather than having an interview with a guest, you have just Nicole and I, your two hosts, And we are going to be catching up with kind of what's been going on in our own creative lives, what's been happening behind the scenes with Beyond the Studio, uh, and what is to come with Beyond the Studio. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me on our podcast. And uh, yeah, (laughs) the, the theme of today's episode is boundaries and expectations. Um, in other words, setting better boundaries and uh, allowing for shifting expectations. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, which is, uh, you know, something that we're continually learning and something we wanted to talk about on the podcast today uh, as it relates to the podcast, um, to our own lives, give you all some updates on what's been going on behind the scenes with the two of us um, creatively and otherwise. Um, but I feel like this is something that uh, might apply to a lot of artists, which is why we wanted to kind of center the conversation around these topics. Yeah, the last episode that we had done with just Amanda and I was a few months back. And funny enough, the theme of that conversation was expectations versus reality uh, when it comes to being a full-time artist um, or just being an artist in general and the the actual work that goes into sustaining a creative life. And that conversation was inspired by a pie chart that Amanda had illustrated uh, that showed the expectations versus reality of being a full-time artist. That is on our episode page and on our Instagram if you want to check that out. But it's funny, I feel like we just had that conversation a few months ago, and now fast forward a few months we sound seems like we could really personally use those reminders ourselves, um, yes. but we kind of wanted to expand on that topic. Yeah, uh, there is. So Nicole and I basically, well, we've had this conversation a couple times now, um, just in our planning calls and trying to figure out like what we, 
need for ourselves and figuring out our own boundaries and our own expectations. And, you know, the podcast is very much a, uh, a play it by ear kind of art project for us where we're, we're collaborating and really figuring it out as we go. And we're constantly having to adjust our expectations and adjust our, our kind of input and everything based on what our lives look like. And we really formed the podcast with the purpose of it being super flexible and it really being in service of our lives and work and, and to not be a source of like stress or overwhelm. And I think that sometimes we feel like on the podcast, we like have the same conversations over and over again. But Nicole and I were saying before we hit record that I think sometimes we like we need to get the same reminders over and over again, because we've had these really horrible standards for for work and hustle culture like deeply ingrained in our psyche over the years and we need the the healthier (laughs) balanced reminders kind of ingrained just as much and so I feel like I'm constantly learning the same lessons over and over again in my practice in the podcast and so we're just sharing all those lessons as we learn them and that's kind of the fun thing about the podcast is we're, we're able to share our full learning experiences as we have them. It also makes it a very vulnerable place for us to be like, hey, we're learning things the hard way, or we're making mistakes, or we're overextending ourselves, or we're struggling. But I think that those are the things that we need to hear because we know that we're all kind of in the same boat and, and dealing with so many of the same problems. And those problems can feel extremely isolating when we work for ourselves or by ourselves or you know it's all it just feels isolating in general so we always want to bring our learning experiences to the podcast and you know whether they're they're tough experiences or really exciting ones um, we're happy to share them here with you guys because it, it matters to us that we can all grow and learn together so we're bringing our learning experiences to you today. <laughs> things we've learned in the podcast and things we've learned in our practices. Maybe some really fun ones, maybe some really tough ones. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and we had also had a really great conversation a couple of weeks back with the artist, illustrator, textile designer, Jen Hewitt. And she had talked a lot about boundaries and how she's implemented boundaries for her work and life in order to instill better balance for herself over time. And I think in listening back to that conversation, Amanda and I both felt like, wow, this is something we really needed to hear at this moment in time. And she had said something that stuck with me just about um, orienting your um, business around your life and not the other way around. which I think is so hard to do for creatives because it is not just a job for many of us. It is a lifestyle. It's, you know, a vocation. It's something that we're all really passionate about. And um, whether it's with the goal of having our creative work sustain our our lives or just um, because we you know, are trying to grow as artists, uh, you know, usually it's something that we're doing on top of other jobs or raising families or uh, just, you know, juggling multiple things in order to fit our creative work into our life. And there is a lot of inherent sacrifice involved in that. And so I think just to hear an artist talk really openly about, you know, yes, there were these years of hustling to kind of get myself to this point, but uh, realizing that the purpose of pursuing this creativity um, or this creative lifestyle is so that we are empowered to make choices for ourselves and to have that kind of uh, control over our own lifestyle, that we get to decide what that all looks like. And that's all within our power to to like make changes when we need to. Um, that was just really refreshing to hear. And I think that's easy to lose sight of um, when we're just kind of stuck in that cycle of 
working constantly and you know being really dedicated to our work uh, to kind of zoom out and realize that you know this the purpose of this is to create a lifestyle that is sustainable that works for us and you know our creativity can play a big part in that but it shouldn't drive us to um, continuously burning out and I think that's a really hard pattern to break <laughs> and so it's something that Amanda and I have talked about a lot in years past but you know it's obviously been really amplified the last couple of years with the pandemic and just all of the the crises that are happening in the world and so I think that burnout is much more easily it's much easier to fall into that and we've realized that we need a lot more rest and care in our own lives and we really need to slow ourselves down just to kind of reach that same level of balance that you know previously maybe we could have like gotten home from our full-time day job and then work on our studio practice or work on the podcast until midnight and then you know wake up the next morning and do it all again but we've realized that kind of um hustle is just not sustainable and so it's something that we've been thinking a lot about in relation to I think our own creative businesses but also the podcast because our our goal is always sustainability you know we want these things to last for a really long time and we want to keep working on the podcast for a long time so if you've been a longtime listener of beyond the studio then you know that we have played around with the format um, a lot and we've made some shifts in our schedule in the past by taking uh, seasonal breaks, uh, releasing seasons of the episode, or even changing our weekly release schedule. And so that's one thing that we are uh, planning to do going forward. Uh, we've decided that we're gonna take a little summer vacation, um, just a little summer break. <laughs> So that we can recharge, um, get caught up on recording, uh, caught up on some other other things uh, that mm-hmm. we can dive into, but uh, to just to give ourselves a little bit of uh, rest and reset, so that we can come back uh, with even more artist interviews. And we're thinking of shifting our release schedule uh, to bi-weekly. Uh, we realize that the pace of weekly episodes has been pretty intensive since the start of this year. So um, <laughs> rest assured, Beyond the Studio is not going anywhere, um, but we are going to take a little summer break and we are going to come back with bi-weekly instead of weekly episode releases. Yeah, and we can give you some context, give you a little, a little behind the scenes as to what led to this decision. Um, I know, so... At the beginning of the year, I'll just roll it back to to the beginning of 2022, this, the year of our Lord. Um, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but at the beginning of the year, Nicole and I both, or I guess it was the end of last year, we both were like, okay, we have taken like nine months off of the podcast. We have gestated nothing in that time. Let's <laughs> just go full force and really dive into the podcast. We both missed it so much. And we both kind of underestimated the fact that like, our lives may change over the course of time. Uh, and quickly, um, by I think February, and by February, we were already like starting to feel really overwhelmed with the podcast. We were like, we had a few uh, a few weeks where we had to turn around reading a book in a really short amount of time. It was like less than a week. Um, we had a bunch of interviews and, and a bunch of, you know, behind the scenes, like in-person events that we were coordinating and scheduling. And once we started um, our virtual and in-person events, in-person event, but we were really feeling pretty pretty stressed but we were so excited about everything that we were doing we wanted to keep pushing it and kind of the whole way Nicole and I kept checking in with each other and we're like are you anxious and overwhelmed cool me too but it feels good right because we like what we're doing and putting on uh what like leading up to us doing our event in San Francisco uh at the end of March we 
knew that Nicole was going to be going on a residency pretty much right after, um, like almost immediately after. And you have, you know, your own art practice and, and projects going on. And I've got my own art pra- practice and projects going on. And so we were trying to really sort of batch the work in advance so that we could give ourselves a good runway. But we very quickly realized that the goal that we had set for ourselves for releasing the podcast every single week, the amount of work required to sustain that and to make it possible, it really had to become a <laughs> a very substantial part-time job for both of us. Um, but as you know, or as you may not know, the podcast is what we call a labor of love, which means that it's not paying us. It's not paying our bills. Um, we have like ads sometimes and technically you can donate to the podcast which I don't know if anyone's donated to the podcast but we're it's not you know uh paying us so we were really dedicating a lot of many volunteer hours that we were realizing very quickly that we could not afford to volunteer because we just both are are busy young artists that really need to make money with our time and The podcast is something that we both love really, really deeply, but we also know that if it's going to be something we can continue to do long term, we have to consider our very real human needs, like our bills, our personal lives, our, you know, families, our own art practices, our relationships, our mental health, our physical health. Like these are things that we often by like nature or instinct can sacrifice for our art and and sort of the whole point of the podcast was that we don't want to do that and we wanted to use it as a space to kind of learn together and be a support for each other and like Nicole and I were saying before it's like we we have so many of these same conversations and and it's like when I think about the standards that I hold myself to as an artist, if I heard another artist holding themselves to that, to that standard, I would feel like horrible for them. And I'd be like, you should never like, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so critical. Like I would never expect another person to do this. And then I turn around and I'm like, not me though. I'm the one who's gotta, (laughs) who's gotta like be brutally self-sacrificing. And I'm the one who's supposed to not have balance. And I'm the one who's supposed to you know, skip the meals and and forget to exercise and like go weeks without calling my mom back and like, (laughs) you know, go weeks without doing my laundry and, and, you know, just these very human things that we have to do. And I think that uh, Nicole and I both had kind of hit our own walls within, especially within the last few weeks where we kind of have have both had these little come to Jesus moments with each other where it's like, I am stressed. I am spread too thin. I like, I, I want to, to help and I want to, to be there, but I'm literally doing as much as I can. And it feels like it's not enough, but I just want to make sure we're okay. And whenever I, I don't know, hear that you're having a time, I'm like, oh, I just want to make everything easier for you, but I don't know how to do that for myself. So I'm grateful that you know, we have this podcast together because you definitely know how to look out for me better than I know how to look out for me and be able to like have these conversations and record them and share them with other artists, knowing full well that like, yeah, we all, <laughs> we often paint ourselves into these corners, but we don't have to stay in those corners and we can ask for help with getting out of them. And yeah, sometimes there's a way out that we didn't even realize I don't know if I'm just tangenting or what but (laughs) yeah well it's so funny how much easier it is when you're uh, like an outside observer to learn those lessons from you know other artists experiences but then when it comes to extending that same level of kindness to ourselves it can be difficult to implement and like you said it just takes you know hearing that same lesson over and over or learning it in different ways for it to start to become really ingrained and I think that's something and just to zoom out even further I feel like you know what we're hoping to talk about with the podcast is how to build a long-term sustainable life as an artist and so you know to 
to take care of ourselves in ways that are long-term and sustainable uh, requires you know, some bigger lifestyle shifts over time and also requires a lot of um, just a willingness to change and adapt, whether that's through you know, new circumstances that we're going through to adapt in response to changes happening around us or to initiate changes in our lives when you know, the balance feels off or when we need to um, make adjustments that are going to help us to, yeah, just to recalibrate or like reorient ourselves. And so I think, you know, it's an ever evolving journey to do those things. Yeah. And, and that's not to say um, that we haven't uh, been really enjoying all of the work that we've been doing with the podcast and been really excited about all of the opportunity that's come through it. And I think, more of what we wanted to talk about where it was just like the willingness to shift expectations for yourself as you go along and to make changes when you need to. Because if you um, hadn't listened to the interviews that we did at the very end of 2021, Amanda and I had come back from a really long break, uh, like you said, from the podcast, because I had just left my full-time day job uh, to pursue my art practice full-time, and uh, you had just bought a house, and we had all of these things that we were going through in our personal lives that were really exciting, and so the podcast had to take a little bit of a backseat. Um, but when we came back in December 2021, we released a couple of interviews between the two of us where we really dived into our own lives and journeys. And so you can go back and listen to those episodes where I interviewed Amanda, Amanda interviewed me, um, and we got to talk about you know what, what had been going on behind the scenes um, and making these shifts into pursuing our own creative practices full time. But um, yeah, we were really excited to dive into the podcast fully and had all of this momentum. And um, we had a lot of fun interviewing really incredible artists. We had our very first live event, like Amanda said, in San Francisco uh, with the ICA San Francisco. And uh, we had been doing a little bit of speaking and events with various art schools. So there were a lot of things going on that we were really excited about. And the first couple of months of this year were very podcast focused. So even to the point where I was uh, kind of putting my studio work on the back burner because I knew I had this artist residency coming up soon. And I think, yeah, what we realized is that, you know, to put out our hour and a half long episodes uh, with guest interviews uh, week after week was a a pretty intense pace for just the two of us, uh, you know, on a volunteer basis. And so we want to continue interviewing artists and continue putting out episodes. We realized we just have to make a, a little bit of adjustment until until the podcast is the thing that's sustaining us and then maybe that can change but but like Amanda said we're both uh, full-time working artists you know we have our own creative businesses outside of this that we're focused on growing and I know for me uh, I just I just passed my one-year anniversary of being a full-time artist congratulations (laughs) thank you thank you which Um, is a huge achievement Thanks. Yeah, it's been um, it's been a wild ride. I feel like we talked a lot more about this in that interview we did um, back in December. But even in the last few months, you know, I mean, that is part of the excitement and part of the the kind of scary thing about working for yourself is that you don't always know what's coming up in the next few months or the next year. And so I think within that first year, especially, you know, it's I'm just been really focused on. Uh, growth on trying to grow my own painting practice, like dive deep into that at this artist residency and and then the sustainability part, you know, working to uh, generate new projects um, and new opportunities so that I can continue to do this. And so that's really the focus and I think something that we've always been clear about behind the scenes is we really want the podcast to to support. Uh, our life and you know to be to be flexible and to be able to kind of like mold around other things that we have going on so that it it's always in support of our creative practices and our lives as artists um, and then that's really the priority yeah and there was something that you had said to me um or said in a uh, 
a conversation that we had had at some point where you reminded me that like, and I kind of forgot, like us, us choosing to do weekly episodes for a full year, we've never done anything like that before. And it took us five years just to get to a hundred episodes. And so to, to think mm-hmm. of making almost, you know, half that content in a fifth of the time is like, it's a lot to try to take on, especially for something that's not paying our bills. And oh, there was something else that you had reminded me of. Oh, yeah. The other was that I think with the podcast, at least I know for myself, I was kind of I have in the back of my mind, I remember hearing uh, like a big podcaster kind of joking about like podcaster burnout. And they're part of a podcast that's released several episodes a week for I think like over a decade and I yeah and I was and they were kind of like oh like we're like we've never taken a week off like we always do it like podcaster burnout like oh that's ridiculous and I think I kind of internalized that a little bit yeah and and like it's silly to internalize that because one like they're part of a podcast network which means that they have the funds the the resources, the team to support a podcast at that time. It's their full-time mm-hmm. job. So they're getting paid for all of those hours. And this is something that is not the case for us. We're not part of a network. We're not, you know, the the podcast expenses either come out of the podcast or our pockets if the podcast doesn't cover it. And we don't have anyone else to support us. We're, you know, there's it's so silly to think about the, like, the standards that we hold ourselves to that make absolutely no sense with our reality. It's like, oh, of course, a podcast that's been around for a decade that has, you know, multiple team members all being paid is going to be is is not maybe going to experience burnout in the same way that, you know, two young artists <laughs> putting in many hours. Uh, it's, it's a different Yeah, doing of. all of the editing, all of the marketing, all of the communications behind it. Yeah, um, it's very different. Yeah, it's so funny how easy it is to, like, look at, you know, another another artist or another team or another podcaster that has a whole support system or that, you know, has a, a team of people working behind them and to compare the level of output and to try and hold yourself to that same standard, but... It's just, um, it's not always realistic. And I think it's important to, to just, again, like be kind to ourselves. And I think part of what we're continually learning is that, you know, in order to make something sustainable for your life, you have to approach it in a way that is flexible and that, you know, allows you to also receive the the rest and care that you need in order to keep it going and that you know might require taking some time off it may require adjusting your own expectations it may require um, allowing one thing to take a back seat in your life while you focus on you know something else that's come up and so that's part of the the shifting expectations that we wanted to bring up because again especially as creative people um, I think we tend to be very self-motivated we you know self-initiate a lot of things and we put these pressures on ourselves or set these goals that are important to have so that we feel like we're working towards something that we're making progress but also important to check in with yourself and reevaluate uh, when you know circumstances change or whether it's still serving you or whether you you know feel like you have the capacity to continue working towards those goals and that it's okay to make changes when you need to and that's something i think we're trying to remind ourselves of that uh, you know we had a goal of releasing weekly episodes every year and when we set that we were really excited and motivated and I think you know six months in I'm proud of what we've been able to do so far um, but we also realized that um, you know some other stuff has come up and I'm trying to focus on bringing in new projects for my studio practice uh, I'm working on some public art proposals behind the scenes and Amanda I know that you're really focused on work with close call studio your creative business 
and we just felt like we had to um, you know spend a little time focusing on that so that we can come back to the podcast with the same level of energy and aren't putting that unnecessary stress or pressure on ourselves to uh, continue to meet that goal that we set six months ago when uh, you know our, our energy and our lives uh, were really different. Hey, it's Nicole, your Beyond the Studio co-host, and I want to tell you a little more about Astropad Studio. I don't know if y'all remember me talking about my large painting commission last year, but I actually used an iPad and Apple Pencil to create the digital studies for those paintings. Astropad Studio can turn your iPad into a drawing tablet by mirroring your favorite Mac or PC desktop apps directly onto your iPad. So it combines the flexibility of your Apple Pencil with the power of full desktop apps like Photoshop and Illustrator. And it's Amanda, your other Beyond the Studio co-host. As someone who works primarily with a large flatbed scanner and a desktop computer, being able to work from anywhere but still have the same quality of work sounds like just what my practice needs, especially now that I'm beginning to travel with work. As artists, I know we tend to ask a lot from our tools and AstroPad Studio is engineered for the most demanding creative workflow. It guarantees low latency performance over Wi-Fi or USB cable, so you can set up your workspace on the go. As someone who really values hands-on methods with my work, having digital tools where I can replicate both my process and sense of mark making just as easily by customizing my workflow with things such as programmable gestures, custom pressure curves and pressure smoothing and unlimited shortcuts is important. So whether you're a fine artist, illustrator, or a digital artist, AstroPad Studio is the ultimate iPad app for artists. Millions of artists already rely on AstroPad Studio for Mac, and now it's available for PC artists too. If you're ready to take your creative workflow to the next level, you can start your 30-day free trial of AstroPad Studio today. Visit astropad.com via the link in our show notes to get started. Plus, Beyond the Studio listeners save 10% on your first year when you enter the promo code BEYOND at checkout. Yeah, and I'll, sorry, this is, um, if you're new to the podcast, I have ADHD and it's a factor in, in how I conduct conversations, so you, you, it might be a little chaotic, but I think that you had, oh gee, now I lost my train of thought. It's like, why even give the disclaimer? Um, <laughs> well, I'll say this note that I had, and then if it comes back, I'll go back to it, but you had referenced this earlier basically saying how this year with the podcast we've taken on so many new types of projects and and doing so many things that have been really fun and really fulfilling and basically we realized very quickly that trying to maintain a weekly full-length interview release schedule on top of doing all these other things it's really difficult but if we take a little break and reduce our release to like every other week that's way more manageable and it makes space for the things that we want to do for the collaborations that we've been like fantasizing about and talking about for months but have you know had on the back burner because we haven't had time to you know even just get through our emails and I think that it's easy to yeah to just keep going down this direction and the lessons that we're learning in the podcast are to to pause and to evaluate and have to I have to keep relearning those same lessons and I know that as you know within both of our personalities and probably with many artist personalities like we really deeply love doing the work and because of the fact that it can be so fulfilling it's easy to overextend and realize like oh I have actually been pushing myself too hard and I have like been exhausting myself or or not giving myself that kind of creative break and I think that you know we talk about how important it is to have rest and and relaxation and and downtime as part of our our practice and it's easy to forget that and to forget that like the things I'm telling you guys also applies to me and like the you know we have conversations about how important 
quote unquote failure and like reevaluating is as part of the artistic process and like knowing when to make changes and when to scrap something and when to pivot. And I think that taking that and applying it to the podcast helps a ton. I know I had mentioned the ADHD thing before, and I don't think this is what I was going to say about it, but that has also kind of made itself known in new ways to me in my adult life. And it's like become more apparent in how I can show up at the podcast. Like there were, (laughs) there was a very difficult week where Nicole and I had batch recorded. um, And one of the days we did like three back to back interviews and we record for at least an hour and a half per interview, sometimes up to two hours, sometimes a little more if the conversation's really flowing. And I like (laughs) when I basically heard those interviews the first time when I was editing them back like months later or a month later. And I was like, oh, wow, I was like, so not present in this. I was like, I definitely overextended my capacity and <laughs> you just black out for half the conversations. It's all a basically, blur. You're basically, like, I, don't I mean, really remember I what we my, talked about. I looked at my audio track for the last interview we had, and I like I don't think I said anything for like the entire second half of the conversation. And granted, that'll happen sometimes just because I'm like so riveted by what people are saying. But I was like, wow, that was a lesson learned. Okay, how do I take this into consideration in the future? Like maybe I. I can't do that many interviews in a day. And, you know, Zoom fatigue was not something I had experienced because I wasn't, you know, working where I was having meetings like that regularly. And oh, so yeah. These are it just is real. <laughs> yeah. These are just all these little lessons that we're, we're learning in our lives and trying to really take what we're learning, put it into practice to make better decisions, to set us up for a more balanced joyful and sustainable life and I don't know I think that the oh I remember uh from way back when I had made that expectations versus realities chart as part of a my like income pie chart thing and I made one I made that when I made the pie chart for 20 my 2020 finances And in April, I made a new pie chart after I did my taxes for the my 2021 finances. And with that one did a a pie chart where I like extended it to show my expenses as well. And like, how much I was actually paying myself at the end, which turned out to be a lot less than I thought. And that was sort of a a difficult lesson to learn because I had realized and this is a a nice thing about the income doing the income pie charts is it gives you a really good visual of like what your finances have looked like and how to make informed decisions about your next financial year so I recognized that like I actually made less in 2021 than I did in 2020 and I didn't realize that I, I just kind of was thinking that I was in a an upward trend. So I was spending a lot more money in my business and like outsourcing more, like getting more bandana designs printed and getting more shirt designs printed and like finally getting patches and stickers that I wanted to order. And because of that, like overzealous outsourcing, I cut deep into what I would have paid myself. Um, And so I, through that, tried to make or made the decision for 2022 to not outsource anything at all to spend as little money in the business as possible so that I could like help get myself out of debt so that I could help to also just challenge myself with what I can produce as you know one of a kind handmade objects I I you know from a a sustainability planet point of view like I want to produce less things and put more care into the things that I do produce you know less objects more higher priced art objects kind of vibe. So that's what I've been trying to learn in my art practice. But I'm realizing also that like those take a lot more time, which means that, yeah, it's it's difficult to do that on top of doing more time on the podcast because I certainly can't edit and sew at the same time. But it's been, it's just been interesting to have these sort of similar learning. <laughs> learning experiences come up across like my different 
businesses. Um, and maybe that means I'm really stubborn and like really need to listen, but <laughs> it's been, it's been a, a, a journey for sure. But I'm grateful that like through the podcast, I don't know if I'm spiraling and, and getting in my head and being like, oh, this is what we have to do. We don't have any episodes. And you can pause and be like, hey, actually, we can take a break. We're totally allowed to do that. It's our podcast. This is our business. Like we have control. And like I needed to hear that. And so maybe listeners, you need to hear this too, that like you can be in control. You can, you know, obviously there are certain things that we can't control and and now more than ever we're constantly reminded of the circumstances around us that we can't control and how hard and heavy they can be and because of that I think our capacities for what we can handle are also a lot lower and as we get Mm -hmm. older what we can handle is different like our our bodies and minds and energies adjust over time and like I always want to take that into consideration and it's not instinctual for me so having a space where we can talk and like check in with each other because I'm like I'm very aware of your human needs and I like I want you to have the best life possible and like I want this podcast to not be stressful and like I don't know how to see it see myself that way but luckily you see me that way which helps to see myself that way too yeah yeah I it's so funny how much easier it is when you're looking at another person or another artist's life to like see what's working and what's not working or, you know, Mm -hmm. when someone really needs to take that break or needs to take rest to like extend that compassion to them, um, but not do it to ourselves. And I feel like it is important to remember that there is, there is an element of personal choice in this, that we don't have to do these things that are not, that are leading us to burnout that, you know, within reason that we, we have that power to, Um, make choices and decisions that are going to support the kind of life that we're trying to build for ourselves and Jen Hewitt had said this in her interview and I remember just feeling really reassured by it and actually when she said that it reminded me of our interview with Wendy Chin back in I don't know what it was a couple years ago back in season two Uh, But she had said something really similar, just that you get to decide what your next steps are going to be, what your life is going to look like. And I feel like that reminder is so helpful sometimes uh, because, again, you get swept up in these either preset goals that you made several months or years ago. And uh, Mm -hmm. we just hold on so tightly to these expectations that we have for ourselves, or Uh, feeling like we have no choice in the matter and just taking a step back and recognizing that you know you can make a change and oh I was gonna say when you were talking about the income pie chart I feel like that's a great well and the reflection that came after that um, that's a really good exercise for anyone that might be feeling stretched thin or kind of feeling like they're exceeding their own boundaries Uh, but they don't know why or how or you're not sure how to make that change is to just check in with yourself and give yourself a little time and space to review and reflect whether it's around your finances or how you've been spending your time or you know what the balance of projects that you have going on is and to just really pay attention to yourself and your own needs how you're feeling uh, what seems like it's working and not working and then chart a bit of a plan for yourself in going forward on what you know what you want to look different and what steps can you take to start moving in that direction because I feel like this is a common thing uh, to happen at like the, the start or the end of a year right like your kind of new year's resolutions <laughs> but our lives often follow different cycles and patterns and especially as an artist you know things are constantly changing and that ebb and flow is always going to look different so whenever you feel like you need to just taking that moment to step back and Uh, like do some writing I think about you know where you're at and uh, where you want to go and so I think um, this has been a good moment uh, for that for us and um, thinking about what we want even just the next few months to look like I feel like it doesn't always have to be really long term but we even decided for ourselves okay this is what we need in this moment and we're going to come back and reevaluate in a month and see where we are and um, just making that a regular occurrence. Yeah, and I I love our 
check-ins, I value them so much because I think it's such a, it helps me to pause and think like, okay, what do I really need? What do I need to ask for of my business partner? What do I need to to show, to you know, to do to show up for my business partner? Like it's such a good time to check in. And I also, and you know, we had said this even yesterday, like I think I get in my head so much and whenever we get a chance to check in with each other, I'm always like, oh, Nicole and I are on the same page. Nicole has got my back. And (laughs) it's so reassuring because I think that whatever we can do to also get out of our heads is really helpful. And that actually reminded me of, so my initial thoughts behind this interview when I, or interview, this is not an interview, behind this recording, this conversation was that it would be like, a, we'd start doing like seasonal takeaways and we'd look back on our first quarter and see, but obviously now we're like six months into the year almost. So really it's kind of our, our Q1 and Q2 takeaways. And I, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm sort of realizing, or I'm, it's coming to mind as we're talking that like, I felt like our experience with the first quarter of the year, the focus was on like <laughs> the the fear of the unknown, pushing our comfort zones and like trying something that was really stressful for both of us, but like we knew would be deeply fulfilling. And I felt like the whole trip and I'm primarily around like us doing our first in-person event and like being able to come and visit you, I felt like so many conversations I had around that were reminders that like anxiety and fear, it's not something that you necessarily want to allow to stop you from doing something, but it's it's going to show up when you're doing something that is unfamiliar. And that's where all the fun is. That's where all the good stuff is, is the edge of your known world. And I think that yeah. I can't remember who, uh, I can't remember the name of the artist, but we had watched... Uh, we had like watched some of those art documentaries and I felt like it was a common theme in that. And, oh, it was, um, shit, what's her name? The artist. Oh, the abstract. Yes. Series. The the artist that we got to see at SF MoMA, um, where she had a a bunch of her, oh, I want to say her name starts with the letter N. Oh, uh, Neri Oxman. Yes. Is that right? My brain kept thinking Neve Campbell and I was like, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, from the abstract series on netflix yes and i i felt like her i had seen that when it first came out but rewatched it when we were together in california and it was such a good reminder of you know art is supposed to be fun and it's supposed to be well i want my art experience to be fun and i think it's easy to like torture myself in the experience unnecessarily so whatever we can do to kind of step back and and remind ourselves of like why we're experiencing those fearful moments and why we're putting ourselves through anxious moments. It's for experiencing that that unknown. But then in a complete like counter experience almost, our second quarter has been really about learning the capacity of our, well, I guess learning our limits and and realizing that like we can pivot and that boundaries need to be regularly reassessed. I had just thought about that uh, as you were talking because we had also talked a lot about like anxiety with Wendy Chin. When we got to see her in San Francisco, we got to visit her studio. And I pretty much the entire time I was in California before our event, I was just like, hello, person, I am anxious. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and... But as a result, it led to some really nice conversations around anxiety. And like I got a lot of really good advice, including from from Wendy about sort of rewiring your thoughts. And I think she had called it thought mapping or, or something like that, like mm. changing the way that you frame things. And I feel like I swear there's a point to this when we <laughs> uh, push ourselves really, really hard with the podcast past our capacity and I will say not just with the podcast. When we push ourselves past our capacity in any point, it's really easy to grow resentful and it's really easy to become overwhelmed. And I think about, I probably saw it on Instagram or like TikTok or something, but just the idea that 
like when you're experiencing anger or when you're upset or frustrated it's because some boundaries have been pushed and like so often I am the one pushing my own boundaries and then I get resentful Mm -hmm. of my experience when like I have the ability to change my mind about how I do things and so yeah this is probably a real circuitous way of saying grateful for the boundaries grateful for the reminders and We record these conversations on the podcast because we need to hear them again and again because we are learning just like you guys. And it involves a lot of pivots and a lot of quote unquote failure and a lot of fun and a lot of joy and a lot of anxiety and fear. And like, I want to experience the full range with it, but I also want (laughs) to not be torturing myself unnecessarily. Yeah, and experimentation, just, I think, reminding us that we can make changes and we can try different things and see what works and then take a step back if you need to and that, you know, this is all just part of the process. And yeah, if you want to hear some other conversations that really focus on boundaries, again, our interview with Jen Hewitt was really great. Um, She talked a lot about what that looks like practically and how she's kind of shifted the balance of her life to, or the balance of her business to better support her life and lifestyle. And actually the interview um, with you, Amanda, at the start of this year, I feel like we talked a lot about, I think that was one of the themes too, was setting boundaries. And I really liked how you talked about what that looks like from different perspectives so whether it's creating a physical boundary in your home around where the work happens this is your kind of studio studio area um, or like communicating boundaries to uh, clients or customers or just in the way that you communicate about your work and so those are two conversations that I feel like really focus on setting boundaries and how to do that. Um, So if you're listening and you want more of that, then listen to Jen Hewitt's interview and (laughs) Amanda Adams' interview. Listen to me talk about boundaries when I was in a better headspace with them, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why we record these conversations because I think, again, you know, we're constantly learning and relearning and having to you know, hear those same messages repeated to us in different ways and sometimes taking our own advice, you know, something you said six months ago may really apply today. Um, And it's funny how much we need to keep reminding ourselves of that. Yeah, for sure. And there was something that this is circling back to when we were talking about burnout. You had mentioned in a documentary that you saw I don't know if you want to go into that when you told me I was like oh, what so listeners oh yeah listen. burnout the truth about work <laughs> I watched this documentary on the plane coming back from Canada uh so I was at this artist residency we've mentioned a couple times in uh, Newfoundland for the month of April and it was really um I mean just reinforced a lot of these lessons and themes that we've been talking about in this conversation uh for me it really was an opportunity to step back uh, literally from my routine and maybe slow down for the first time in a long time and just had all of this time and space to really think and reflect in ways that I hadn't been able to before about my painting practice. You know, I got a lot of painting done too, and it was a really productive month in some ways, but I think the greater takeaway for me was just having that time to break away from my routine and to, you know, to see what would come of that. And the other thing that we were talking about was just, yeah, some of those lingering effects of burnout and feeling you know, when I had that time to slow down, how much I felt like I really needed it. Uh, and just feeling, yeah, feeling tired and like I, my body just needed a reset. And so trying to better understand where that comes from, you know, what was the cause and maybe like, what's the response. And it led me to doing some more research on burnout, which is something that comes up a lot in conversations. And what I found or what I realized, and, and maybe somebody can fact check this or find find these articles online because I've, I've since lost the source, but uh, it just sort of reframed burnout as a kind of a temporary 
ailment like oh I felt really burnt out from work this week and I just need to catch up on sleep over the weekend and I'll be like right as rain and the way that it kind of reframed burnout was as something that is very long term and it's compounded over time and often the result of months or even years of uh, living a certain kind of lifestyle and so therefore the recovery time for burnout is not just a quick fix right it's not a matter of just getting a little bit of extra sleep one week uh, but it really requires some of those deeper lifestyle changes and the average recovery time I think it said again I could be wrong with this stat but uh, it was like 11 months was the average amount of time <laughs> to recover from burnout And when I read that, my mind was just blown because I've really been treating it like, oh, it's just something that I need to bounce back from in a a couple weeks or, you know, I just need a little time off and I'll be fine. But uh, recognizing that, you know, there, it really is this like generational thing that we've been dealing with, I think, throughout uh, not just the pandemic, but this kind of culture of overwork and this hustle mentality and then for artists especially because you know it is often a side hustle in some ways or you know we're working other jobs to support our creative work and it's not just something that we you know do casually it's really requires a lot from us and so I think realizing that you know that can that that's one of the ways that you know we're able to achieve our goals, but that is also a recipe for burnout. And in order to combat that, it really is going to take some more sustained lifestyle changes. And so I think that's something else that led us to realizing that we wanted to make some adjustments to our schedule in order to you know try and shift ourselves away from this burnout lifestyle. But oh yeah, I watched this documentary on the plane called Burnout, The Truth About Work. And it also just talked about this in the history of work. Um, And interestingly, labor movements uh, over the years and the way that burnout has been treated like an individual problem when really it is a more systemic issue. And so I guess if you want to check that out, you can Google it online or I don't know where to watch it. Fly, uh, Fly Air Canada from Newfoundland to... California, and uh, you can watch the documentary yourself. (laughs) This actually reminds me, there was, so I've been reading this book, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's, it's about habits. And they were talking about willpower, and its link to like, kindness, empathy, and compassion. And they, I'll have to, I'll find the book and link it. But there was a study that again, I'm like, giving you the worst information but it has the stuff cited so I'll, again i'll link it <laughs> but there was a we're a just repeating where... questionable facts that we i think i read I this know. online somewhere <laughs> i know i feel true. so guilty there's this podcast i listen to called maintenance phase and they're like constantly critiquing where are these sources coming from and like where is this data coming from what's it based on like how are these studies done yeah don't quote us um, on this we don't know <laughs> yeah so and but that is a great podcast i recommend But they, in this book, they were talking about a study where, like, two groups of individuals, I don't remember if they were adults or children or whatever, but they were presented with cookies, fresh, fresh cookies. Um, And one group was, like, very sternly told, like, do not eat the cookies, do not touch them. And then they were put through this series of tests. And the other group was said, like, okay, with the, like, please don't eat the cookies. We just made them. They're for something else. We, they're just here, but, like, we're going to have you do these tests. And the people that were communicated to with, like, empathy and kindness and compassion, their ability to do the tests was way better. They were, like, able to follow the directions. They were able to do it. But then the people that were treated really poorly had a hard time focusing and a hard time following through with the tests. And it was this, it like made me realize how much our, I don't know if you're feeling this, but I'm feeling a little beaten down by the world right now. Uh, There's, you know, and amongst all the other traumas that we've been going through, you know, it's just, there's constant reminders and it really breaks us down and it makes our ability to follow through and focus so much harder. And like, Even though that was specifically about like willpower and cookies, it was a good example of like, wow, when we're 
not provided with the support and resources and kindness and communication that we need, it's really, really hard to thrive. And this world has not provided support and it's really hard. And so whatever we can do to give ourselves that compassion, to give ourselves that kindness, it's like, my God, we're, we're like me, myself, I am the, the person that I spend the most time with. Like, why am I insisting on being my worst enemy when I can be potentially my greatest advocate? And like, I don't know how to advocate for myself. And by, you know, through this podcast, I'm learning. And it's, you know, hopefully you're learning too. Um, Let me bring it up. Okay, the book that I was listening to is called The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business by Charles Duhigg. Listening to the audiobook for that. But then the other book that I would recommend that I should have mentioned earlier is Burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagowski. They're twins. And like one of them is, I think, a scientist and the other one is a conductor. And like just the the brilliance of those those two minds is great. And um, yeah, I guess I'll re-listen to that book. (laughs) I keep wondering where I'm at in that like 11 month recovery process. I'm like, so is it starting now? Am I already, am I halfway through? Am I, am I I recovered yet? (laughs) I'm definitely not recovered. Um, There are like moments where I'll, I'll notice brief bits of recovery. Like, you know, even, Honestly, like doing the the trip to California, like as scary and stressful and, and as much as it was like work and fun, it was also such a huge, I don't know, like breaking the seal of re-entry into travel and like yeah. it was a huge confidence boost and like a reminder that like, oh, right, I am still me. I, I am still like somewhat extroverted. I do miss being around people I do miss seeing my best friends and I you know it it was I'm so grateful that we got to do that and I look forward to doing more things like that in the future because I feel like those are the kinds of things that like I don't know like we really want the podcast to learn together but also to get together Mm -hmm. and so I think making steps back in this area allows us to eventually make steps forward in other areas and yeah. yeah. I'm I'm grateful for that. So excited for vacation. I haven't yeah. had a summer break in years. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, like, I know it's we're not, like, taking a vacation, but it kind of feels like we are. It's like, oh, this is this is good. Um, and one of the things I'll – this was a final thought I had in my notes, but I had had a <laughs> – like, one of those virtual therapy sessions a few months ago, and I ended up not – continuing um because I well I'm gonna switch my insurance but anyways I basically cried for like a straight hour venting on the phone to this woman and at at the end of the call she was like you talk about work a lot and I was like yeah (laughs) that's because work is my life (laughs) yeah and it it was just a realization (laughs) that like I very purposefully chose this life so that my life would not be about my work and yet that's when Mm. I made it And even though my work is also, you know, by being an artist, it's sort of my, uh, my legacy. It's what I leave behind. It's the thing that, that will matter most to me or, or, you know, it's, it's what I will leave, but I don't want to sacrifice my limited time and my limited days for work that like, you know, may not go anywhere, may not do anything and not to be like doom and gloom, but like, all I have is right here and now. And if I'm not able to like be present and be appreciative and be looking out for me here, it's like, when will I look out for myself? So I don't know. That was sort of tangential again, but just lots of lessons learned in, in life and in art and in, in conversations with friends and loved ones and I'm grateful that we can record some of those conversations here and that we get to learn from other artists because hearing that they struggle with many of the same things is helpful and helps me to, again, extend that empathy towards myself and say like, hey, you deserve a break just as much as you think everybody else does. 
Yeah. And you do too, listener. Yeah. I hope this uh, summer break, summer vacation for the podcast could be a little bit of a break for you all too. Whatever you're going through, just, you know, be kind to yourself and find ways to build in those breaks if you need them. And we we are committed to the podcast. We are excited to get back to it. Um, but we are going to take a little bit of a break for ourselves and our own businesses and lives. And we're excited to have more to share with you soon. But in the meantime, uh, go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. And uh, now, like Amanda said, we've got over 100 episodes in our archive. Uh, We have a whole huge catalog. Uh, So there are lots of great conversations out there. And I think what we've learned, too, is that, again, we've been talking about this. These conversations hit differently at different points in our life. So I know that in listening back to interviews that we've done you know I always take something new away from it and it really just depends on where where I'm at in my own life at that time and what I need to hear so going back and listening to those conversations about setting boundaries uh with you and with Jen Jen Hewitt um has been really uh, a great reminder because again I think that's just what we're going through and kind of what we needed to hear yeah yeah big time (laughs) And uh, we will be back, like we said. Um, We're not committed to a set date yet because that's part of the flexibility we're gifting ourselves. So Nicole and I will will reassess after our vacation and and choose a date to return. And we'll let you guys know when that happens. But in the meantime, Nicole and I are still going to be producing our own work. And you can follow us online. You can follow along our journeys. Um, You can follow along as, as Nicole's learning about you know, the, the public art experience and, and doing more paintings and, and projecting out her next, you know, six months and, and figuring out what the next plan is and I'll keep sewing stuff and maybe you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll do some future uh, topical episodes about some of these things. But um, yeah, in the meantime, you know, keep in touch and uh, hope everybody has a great summer break. Yeah, we really, we really do. You deserve it. You've been working hard. These times are tough. You're probably feeling a little burnt out too. We've probably all been burnt out for at least four years. So look at us go. That's it for this episode of the Beyond the Studio podcast. You can find show notes, references, and a brief summary of the episode over at our website, beyondthe.studio. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list to find out about upcoming guests, special announcements, and podcast giveaways. Don't forget, if you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a rating and review, submit to our listener spotlight, and if you want to support the podcast by making a tax-deductible donation, head over to our website, beyondthe.studio. Um, oh shit, I had a note... have 14 stickies up which one could it be (laughs) sounds like my desktop oof yeah i don't organize chaos how i like to (laughs) it's like i have three notes that are all titled like podcast call notes i'm like that's from two years ago (laughs) (laughs) ah there we are okay